0: Welcome back to the Good Dude Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Thomas, and this week I will be catching you up on the last six months or so since I released a podcast episode. Um, so first off, I apologize, uh, but in my defense, kind of a lot of stuff has been happening. So for those of you that don't know, uh, my wife just recently had our third baby girl, Marietta Joe Thomas, and also fondly called Bananas. <laughs> and that's a funny story. So, the reason the baby's called Bananas is when my wife was pregnant, my six-year-old, my middle child, was laying in bed with her, and she said, "Mom, you know it's crazy that you're going to have a baby. It's Bananas. I think we should call the baby Bananas." <laughs> and so, henceforth, that will be her name. She is now Bananas Thomas, and I don't know if that will ever go away. But you know, you don't get to pick your nickname. It's uh, it's given to you and. Whether you like it or not, that's what it is. So I'm sure I'll have to answer for that later. But until then, babies, baby bananas it is. Uh, but uh, her birthday was on February 13th, and which is great because my wife and I's anniversary is on the 12th. And obviously, Valentine's Day is on the 14th. So she gets her own day right in between. But at the same time, I get to kind of get off the hook a little bit and just smash all the holidays into one. And I'm good to go. <laughs> Needless to say that uh, it's probably not going to go over for very long. So I'll have to start doing three separate holidays all back to back. So should be exciting. Anyhow, uh baby's doing great. She is uh, a wonderful baby. She's eating great. She's sleeping great. You know, uh, it's, it's funny. She is a sleeper. It's my, my wife texted me yesterday that she slept for seven hours straight, didn't even roll over, which is amazing. I can't even sleep for seven hours straight. And, uh, my wife's doing great too. And no, no issues, uh, could not be more blessed and, and it even worked out perfectly for me to be able to be home and come home from the deployment. So I could be there with her, uh, when the baby was born. So that was, uh, incredible. I, I could not ask for more. It was, was so spectacular to be there and to be a part of the birth and, and to be able to hold my, my daughter was, was incredible you know, something else that, uh, that's been pretty big, I guess, in my life is, uh, I turned 40 in December. So it's (laughs) super weird to say, even now, like people ask me how old I am. I'm like, oh, I'm 40. And then it just kind of dogs me. Man, I really am 40. Holy cow. And I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I I guess I figured I would feel older or wiser or I don't, uh, more responsible. I'm not really sure, but (laughs) it's, uh, it's something. So that's something to be said. I, I tried to keep it a little low-key at my deployment location, but, of course, everybody found out and gave me an incredibly hard time about it. So thank you for that, and I would expect nothing less. But it's uh, it's it's definitely a milestone. I, I don't really know how significant it is, and, you know, I, I still do the things I like to do, and, and I'm still able to do those things at a pretty high level. So, you know, who cares uh, at the end of the day? But it, it is still something to mention we worth talking about. Uh, one of the other big things that I just finished was the CrossFit Open, so that just ended this week, and I'm I'm happy with how I did. I I, I compete in the CrossFit Open every year. Uh, for those of you that don't know, it's a it's a online competition that everyone in the world who signs up for CrossFit competes in, and you do one week one workout a week. And this year it was three weeks long, so there were there were actually four weeks four workouts because one of the weeks had two workouts in it. And, uh, and I did okay. I had, had pretty rough workouts the first two weeks and then the third week really made up for it. But it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's a, it's an excellent test. And I think the reason I like it so much is one, I get to, I get to be a part of something where people all over the world are participating in. And I get to kind of see how I'm doing and compare myself to other people that I know and that I don't know and kind of gauge, you know, hey, how am I doing year to year? I've done it every year for, I think, seven or eight years. And my goal always is to kind of be in the top third uh worldwide of the men. So uh, this year, I just barely made it. I was in, I think I was in a 30 percentile uh worldwide, uh, but I'm also now a master athlete, uh, which means I'm an old man and I got to compete in the 40 to 44 year old group. And I was in the I was in the low twenties in that one so I did better in that group but i i I was kind of shooting for top ten percent so if you get top ten percent in your age group you move on to the next round so this kind of stoked the fire in me a little bit to maybe put in a little more time and a little bit more work and try to shoot for that ten percent next year i mean it it's Seems like it's something that's not out of reach. And had I had a little bit better showing in the first two workouts, I think I would have been really close because I kind of bombed those. Um, but whatever your chosen activity is, CrossFit just happens to appeal to me. But you know, whether it's running or, or any other thing that you're, you're competing against in or participating in, it's good to have goals and it's good to have something to work towards. So this gives me an opportunity. And it's regular, so it's every year. It's kind of the same time every year. It gives me a chance to see how I'm doing and and if I'm improving or if I'm slowing down or uh, you know whatever. It's just it's a good gauge for me to kind of compare myself to my past performances. So now that that's over, I'm going to start eating uh, cheeseburgers and tacos and eating ice cream all the time. Uh, No, that's not true. Maybe a little bit, but not a ton. So it's it just gives me something to train for and and now I'm I'm really excited about next year too so it, it's just something to keep those those fires burning and and give you a reason to uh, get out there and fitness even when you don't want to so it's a lot of fun anyway so that's over and uh, that happened during this time in which I have not been podcasting probably the biggest thing that's been happening is my deployment so. I think the last episode I released, I was in uh, in uh, restriction of movement. What we call it, ROM, especially quarantine in Germany, uh, and we did that before we got into the country. And I'm currently deployed to a uh, location in Kenya, in East Africa, and Kenya is spectacular. It it really is beautiful. The people here are amazing. The uh, it's it's just a, a great place. I'm I'm so happy that I got to come here. I've always wanted to come to Africa ever since I was a little boy. I can remember I've wanted to come to Africa, and Kenya really is the Africa that I had imagined. You know, so it's like we have leopards and we have um, exotic snakes and crazy bugs, and you know we're at the equator. It's just amazing. There there are giraffes around outside, and there's water bucks and water buffalo uh, like it, it really is like the the africa that you think of in your mind when you think of of, of africa and i understand that africa is a huge continent it has incredibly different countries another group of ours is in west africa near the sahara and they are in an incredibly deserty area it's not unlike kuwait or iraq where i was before so I'm, I'm glad i didn't get to have to go there i'm I'm more in the savannah uh, slash jungle i mean we have a baobab tree that's on base it's really really cool uh, the monkeys harass us constantly. I mean, you know, you, how often do you get to say "monkeys get off my roof"? <laughs> we say it daily around here. So it, it's really a neat experience, and and the country of Kenya is is just beautiful, and the people here are amazing. So it's it's been a great opportunity for me. Um, but work wise, it's been even better. So this this deployment, I have done more construction and engineering and built more things than I have probably in my entire military career up to this point and, and woefully understaffed when we first arrived, we we've been told we were going to shut this base down and we were all going to be home early. And really that hasn't been the case at all. It's been the exact opposite. We found out we were going to more than double the base and expand it, uh, you know, substantially and build all these things. We built probably 60 or 70 structures. That's not an exaggeration. We, um, we we built, uh, infrastructure lines. we built runways. We've built landing pads. I mean, we built all kinds of stuff that we had no clue we were going to be going, doing, nor did we have funding or the personnel to do this. When we started, we had myself and I had five engineering troops and that was it to do all of this work. And it, and it really was an insurmountable uh, amount of labor required. Uh, we were able to work out a lot of deals and and make sure that we've got some additional help down here to help us do construction. We worked with local contractors, which was amazing. And, and we really had to become problem solvers. Uh, typically, and this is like this in the civilian world too, but in the military, almost every problem has already been encountered and solved, right? Like somebody else has already gone through it and they've written a standard or an SOP or a, a, some sort of pamphlet or something that says, if you encounter this, then do X, Y, and Z and you will accomplish the mission. Well, these problems didn't exist before, our group got here because there was, it was never stipulated. So we ran into a situation where not only did we have no assets and no prior information, but also no guidance. We had to figure out how we were going to accomplish all of these things without anyone ever having done it before. So we had to figure out how we were going to, you know, build all of these required items and, and, hundreds of meters of, uh, protective walls and defensive fighting positions and towers and all sorts of things with five people and no money. So it, 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 became an unbelievable exercise in critical thinking and problem solving. And honestly, like one of the biggest takeaways is we found a way to get to yes. Every time there, there, we can't do that is was, it was never allowed. And it, and it wasn't so much said, it wasn't like I was walking around saying, oh, don't say you can't, you know, that I didn't do any of that. No, there, wasn't no, there wasn't a need. It's you will accomplish the mission. You will figure out how we're going to do this. And everybody completely bought in. There was 100% focus on accomplishing the mission, which was unbelievable. And that's hard enough to do when you have a group of people that you work with all the time. But when you talk about a deployed environment where most of these people have never met each other, and I mean that on the individual level, very few people came from the same unit. So like it, it is like every single person is a new person. And then at our base, it really is a joint environment, which means we have Marines, we have Army, we have Air Force, we have Navy, we 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 have civilians. It, you name it, we have it here. And so that was even more difficult because normally those people don't work together too well, Um for many, many reasons, none of the least of which is we don't speak the same language. You know, the the Air Force acronyms are not the same as the Marine ones. The Marine ones are not the same as the Army ones. And how we do business is not the same. And our focuses and our goals are not the same. So when you come right down to it, if, if any one of those groups would have decided, you know, no, we're not going to be a team player. We're going to we're going to sit this out. We, we would have failed. We would never have been able to accomplish our mission. And and it really made a huge difference in the way we were able to get through these problems, because if we had one detractor, for example, they would have they could have easily derailed a significant part of the project and everything was built on itself. So it's sort of like if you took one domino out of the line, then all the dominoes preceding fall, but none of the none of the ones after would fall down. So it, it really made such a huge difference that we had the people here that we did that were willing to work together and wanted to get to yes and figure out how we were going to make this happen. And I I, I thank God that everybody here were, were the people that were here because, yeah, I can't I can't say it enough. With a different group of people, this doesn't happen. So that really was miraculous that everybody was positioned the way they were supposed to be positioned at the perfect time. And moment that they that they were here. Probably the next biggest thing for me after the baby and the deployment is uh, I released my book Judges and Kings, which I'm super proud of. Um, it is a middle grade book, and it's written for ages like eight to thirteen is is kind of the target group. So think like the first Harry Potter book kind of style uh, level of reading and uh, and kind of themes and whatnot. So it, uh, I'll give you a little quick synopsis of the book. It's, uh, it's written about, uh, two sisters who kind of get sucked into another world, uh, looking for their parents. Uh, not unlike Chronicles of Narnia, you know, they kind of find themselves in this other place where things are, um, very, very different and the people are different and, uh, they find out that they have powers and that other people have powers and there's bad people out there that want to hurt them. And, And they just get into this adventure of trying to find their parents and figure out how to get home. Uh, It's written very, very loosely based on the story of David and uh, the biblical story of David, specifically the time where he has been exiled by King Saul and is kind of on the run. So that's kind of happening in the background amidst their struggle. And the main reason I, I wrote the book was, one, I wanted my kids to think I was cool. But then, two, I... I wanted to try to bring out some biblical themes and stories to make them more interesting for, for kids. And maybe they would want to research them and see like, okay, well, what is the real story? Uh, If, if this is kind of the fictionalized version, uh, what is the real story and and maybe get them in, in, into reading the Bible and and checking out the characters and uh, pursuing that line of thinking. It was also just fun, honestly, like writing kids fiction, is uh, an enjoyable process it, you you get to have a lot of fun you, it's it's not very stressful it's it's, it's just where do these characters want to go how can we make them more fun more interesting and what silly things can we do so uh, it was a great writing process and and i really had a good time with the book uh, additionally i used an illustrator for the first time which was a really cool experience and i think turned out spectacularly well I worked with uh, one of one of my daughter's teachers actually at at our school in Orlando and Miss Jenny Lemus, and she's the illustrator for the book. So she did a spectacular job. I'm super happy with how the, the illustrations turned out. And I know that it adds a lot to the story and to the characters. So definitely going to do that on the follow-up book, which I've already started. And <laughs> if you want to check out Judges and Kings, it's on Amazon. It's available ebook or or paperback. Um, usually comes in a couple of days. Amazon Prime, they probably drop it off the five minutes after you click it. But, you know, it's definitely out there. If you if you want to pick it up, please do. Let me know what you think, and, and let me know uh, if you have any ideas for the next round. I've certainly been getting a lot of recommendations and suggestions from my daughters who have read the books and, uh, and the book, and they're, they're very excited to see where the characters go. But it should be a lot of fun. So please, uh, if you you are interested or you have kids are looking for something to read it's it's out there and I'd, I'd love for y'all to take a look at it and tell me what you think um so that's kind of what's been going on since i've been away not podcasting uh look hopefully be able to get a little more regular i've already recorded a couple more episodes that i'm going to release soon but i wanted to kind of do a uh, a gap episode fill everybody in on what's been happening and uh going to be publishing some more articles, too, just periodically on my website, JosieThomasAuthor.com. Uh, you can find the podcast episodes there as well and uh, links to the books and whatnot. I have not been keeping up with that either. So uh, I've not just been neglecting the podcast, but also my website. So definitely need to step that up a little bit more. But a plan to. And kind of a lot's been happening, like I just said. I mean, geez, give me a break. But I'm excited to do that, and I'm excited to get back into podcasting, and, and I, there's so many great people here. I'm, I'm trying to record as many as I can before I leave because I really want to capture their personalities and, um, you know, who they are and the things they have to say because it's been super fun working with everybody and getting to know everybody that I don't normally get to talk to, and, you know, when you hit the states, you all kind of split up and go your own separate ways. Uh, but here, I kind of have them captured, so I'm going to force them to do it. No. It's all voluntary, Anyhow, so be on the lookout for new podcast episodes. You can find them on iTunes or Spotify. Feel free to leave me a review. I would greatly appreciate it. It helps the show grow. Uh, share the podcast with somebody you think you might like it, and just let me know what you think. I'm, I'm happy to listen to your ideas. If you have ideas for shows or interviews you want me to do, I definitely take suggestions. And just want to have fun with this and just expand my own personal horizons, but also give you all the opportunity to learn from some of the people that I've been Blessed to be around. So, thank you so much for your time. I look forward to bringing you some more stuff. Check out the books. I also have two other books, which are uh, Athlete to Christie, Providence Athlete to Christie, and uh, OAF Journal Henry Sissel. They're part of kind of the same series. Uh, they're definitely adult books, and they're not like adult adult books. <laughs> they're uh, they're action adventure books. You know, similar to. Uh, any of your kind of spy kind of war type style books and um, but they're definitely still fun pretty light you know I don't, i'm anybody who knows me knows i'm not super deep but uh they're still fun and I, I like i'm very proud of them so feel free to pick those up they're on amazon as well but until next time take care bye i